Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. My name is Marcus Cole. Now, before we begin today's show, I wanted to remind you that once you've had a chance to check out our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. That helps you stay up to date on all the latest content from us and helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. On the phone with us today is Ed DeMolder. He is uh, with USU Soccer East Region Top Soccer Committee. Ed, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Marcus. It's uh, wonderful to be uh, on your program. Well, thank you for being here. And Today, we're going to be talking everything top soccer. And uh, Why don't we go ahead and get our audience a little bit more familiar, in case they're not, about what is the top soccer program? Sure. So Top Soccer stands for the Outreach Program, T-O-P, for soccer. It's a uh, 28 or 29-year-old program that U.S. Youth Soccer started uh, 28, 29 years ago um, and offered up for those players that used to be sitting on the sidelines and watching, you know, siblings or relatives play soccer because they had some type of physical, emotional, or intellectual disability. And Top Soccer is a program that's run either at the state, the local, a league level, a club level, to provide soccer opportunities for those players that want to play, but are playing at a different level than our rec and competitive players. And with the help of... uh, Uh, mentors who we call top soccer buddies, they were able to find success on the soccer field in the programs that they uh, become involved with. Now you are in charge of the East region top soccer uh, program. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about how the East region works with the state associations as far as facilitating these programs? Sure. I'd be happy to. So each of the state associations, especially in the East region, has made top soccer a priority. And I give a lot of credit to the presidents, executive directors, and the board of directors for each of the East Region State Associations, from Maine all the way down to Virginia and West Virginia, um, where they've made top soccer a priority. And in that, in, in, in that vein, they've identified somebody from their state association. Most times it's a volunteer, kind of like myself from a state. I, I live in Vermont, and uh, I'm the top soccer coordinator for Vermont. And um, that person kind of oversees and tries to grow top soccer in their state association. Now, out of the 15 state reps, I think four are actual employees of uh, their state association, as is uh, Jude Green there in West Virginia. But most are volunteers. And what they're doing is they've usually come out of a top soccer program. They either currently run one or have run one. Um, and and their mission is to try to grow top soccer in their state, try to get the uh, mind share of their board and uh, continue to get support for the, you know, at the state level for their programs and try to grow it and be re- and be a resource for people in the state that want to grow it. My role in the East region is, um, you know, I wear a couple of different hats. One is if somebody 
moves out of that state position, I kind of try to motivate the state uh, executive director and the president to to replace that person. So there is a state rep. The other thing I do is I keep in contact with my state reps and and try to give them any type of support I can from a national or regional uh, support. And the other thing I do is we put on a regional symposium once a year, and I'm in charge of that. Um, the last four years, we've done it with the South region. And uh, we've had anywhere from 10 to 12 state reps or representatives from each state association come to those symposiums. So I wear a few hats, but that's kind of what I do. Um, but it's it's basically supporting the the state representatives at each level who are trying to support top soccer in their respective states. I know a lot of people are probably unfamiliar with the top soccer program, which is the reason why we wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about it, to bring more awareness uh, that these programs are out there and, and hopefully encourage uh, folks in their area to start a top soccer program. But I, And I know each program is different no matter where you go based upon uh, you know the players' abilities and things along that lines. But what does a top soccer program look like if you were to go out and, and see it in action? action what does it look like well marcus that's one of the advantages of top soccer depending upon where you went it might look a little different even from within a state or from state to state um for example there are some top soccer programs that are one day jamborees and they'll advertise for an area and get people to come sign up and become uh, members of u.s youth soccer and they may just run a one day event um, then there are other programs that are run by a league. Um, a soccer league organizes a top soccer uh, program within their league. Um, there are some that are run at the state level. That's how I actually started my program up here in Vermont, the first one. It was a state-run program. I was the vice president for recreation, and I started a top soccer program here 13 years ago. But I think the more traditional one is one that is run at a club level. Um, I would say that there's probably more of those across the United States than than any other type. And the programs, um, then within the programs, they actually may look differently. Some of the programs can be a little more competitive, where it may simulate a recreation program where there, you know, there's more competition. And, and then I think more programs than not, though, um, it's less competitive and it's more skill-based where there's actually uh, developing, uh, you know, passing, dribbling, shooting activities. And then you finish up with some type of uh, small-sided scrimmage at the end based upon the abilities of the players. But one of the advantages of top soccer, and I've told this to many people across the East and, and elsewhere, is the fact it's not one set format. It's not like a rec program in the state. It's not like a travel team at a club level. It can morph into whatever the parents and the coach and the administrators of that program want it to be. As long as it's meeting the needs of these players who want to be involved with soccer, but just aren't as able to play at a higher level. And, and these programs are able to take advantage of that. What type of, I, I guess for those parents that maybe have a child that has a disability, what, what types of uh, children come out for these types of, for this type of program? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, so a, a typical program, we'll, we'll see a, um, a range of players playing in a top soccer program. Um, we'll have players who um, have Down syndrome. 
um, players with Down syndrome will be involved with our program. Maybe involved with Special Olympics at the same time as playing top soccer. Maybe a, diff- a different time of the year from what they're doing. Um, players with um, uh, physical disabilities, such as uh, players with cerebral, cerebral palsy. So we'll have players in wheelchairs being assisted by the, by the buddies. And I'll talk about the buddies in a few minutes. Um, or players on crutches who are more mobile, but not as mobile as somebody else. Players without with uh, emotional disabilities. And these will be players that, um, you know, parents will be on the sidelines and they'll say, boy, you know, uh, that young lady out there looks like she could be playing rec soccer. Well, maybe she did play rec soccer and she struggled a little bit because of uh, the emotional requirements of, of the game and her inability to hold on to her emotions and was unsuccessful and has come to top soccer and been been successful. So some players with emotional disabilities will be playing um, and look just like every other rec player you see, you know, at a younger age level. And then we have a large number of our players now who come and participate who are somewhere on the autism spectrum. Um, so and, and the, the the range of uh, um, characteristics that they bring to the, the table really, really um, are quite wide, to be very honest with you. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier about the soccer buddies. What is a soccer buddy and what is the role of a soccer buddy? Well, it's it's a unique aspect of top soccer. They, in essence, become a mentor, a role model, a helper, a, facil- a facilitator for the player. They um, they help that player be successful in whatever they're doing, and then back off when that player has the ability to play without them, and then help them when that player needs some assistance. So a top soccer buddy can be anywhere from um, middle a uh, middle school age um, uh, students or through um, college and adults. Some programs have adults who you know parents, for example, that that become involved and uh, and and are on the field with their sons or daughters. Um, or in the case of many of the programs we have here in Vermont, and it's pretty common, um, high school athletes um, come out and uh, volunteer their time, uh, sometimes for community service credit, sometimes for not for no credit. And, and they volunteer their time for um, the, the benefit of these these players. Um, and, and they'll be with us for the, the duration of the programs here in Vermont. My program was uh, six weeks. And we used to run it on a Saturday. Then moved. There were too many high school conflicts with the the, the players, so we moved it to a Sunday. And um, when I turned over the reins of my program two years ago, we had 50 players and 95 top soccer buddies, high school athletes coming out on a Sunday from six or seven different high school soccer teams in the fall um, to mentor these these players who who want to play the game um, and find it a little more difficult than they, these high school athletes do. So um, the Top Soccer Buddy is pretty unique. Um, they find it, you know, everyone involved finds it incredibly enriching and rewarding uh, and, uh, as an experience when they're working with these uh, Top Soccer players. Now, some... I've, told many, I've told many people, Marcus, I don't know who gets more out of our Top Soccer programs, if it's our players or if it's our top soccer buddies. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that statement. Um, Ed, I'll be honest with you, probably about five years ago, I attended my first top soccer 
uh, training session. Uh, we went mm -hmm. out, I went out and covered it for our state association with one of our local clubs and we yep. created a, a video montage package for it and, and put it Fabulous. out there. And I don't, I, I don't know who was enjoying it more. Was it, you know, <laughs> the, the smile on the children's faces when they were out there and they'd score a goal or if it was the soccer buddies who were helping them along the way, providing encouragement, you know, some providing actual physical help to them, or was it me who was filming it, uh, just watching the, the child light up, and then also watching the parent light up, knowing that their child was feeling included, was feeling loved, and was feeling just pure joy of the game, which I think is, is the great thing about soccer is that, you know, I mean, it's the world's game. And I think this is just another program that brings more people in to play the game and share that joy with everybody. And I think you've captured a lot of the essence of top soccer right there, Marcus. And I think I'm glad you mentioned the parents because, you know, um, besides the gratitude, the parents show, the top soccer coach and the administrators that may be helping them out with registration and marrying up players with, with uh, buddies. Um, they'll, they're just amazed by these top soccer buddies that give their time and, um, and, and become attached. It's one thing for our players to become attached to this high school athlete that they, you know, um, um, may just be in awe of because, you know, the, the game comes so easy for them. Um, and they're able to pick that up pretty quickly in the way that, that you know, the player is dribbling and passing and, you know, uh, shooting with them, right, and, and showing them. But the, the parents are just amazed that these, um, these, these athletes are uh, not just engaging, but, but really um, becoming friends with the buddies. And I don't know who looks more forward to Sundays up here in Vermont. If it's the, the player looking forward to seeing the buddy or the buddy looking forward to seeing his player there. Obviously we want to encourage more people to be uh, top soccer buddies in the various programs that we have across the state. Um, I know one thing, and, and I happen to be talking to somebody about that and they were, I, I guess a little bit concerned and about being the top soccer buddy and only not from the, the, the standpoint of not wanting to help or anything about that, but they were concerned they don't want to do anything wrong, mm. you know, and sometimes dealing with children with disability, I mean, dealing with children with disabilities can be difficult sometimes yes, it just, can. because it's just, it's, you know, you have to be flexible, you have to be adaptable, have to have empathy show you know and things along what would you tell those people that are interested but maybe have a little bit of concern in regards to not wanting to do anything wrong right you know i also tell our coaches the same thing that i would mention to the top soccer buddies don't worry about making a mistake in the game of soccer everybody makes mistakes we we're never totally successful that's part of the challenge of the game and the thrill of the game is 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 finding success and you may be working with a child with a disability and they don't understand something and you're wondering if it's you or if it's if it's their understanding you know try a different way to communicate with them you mentioned um uh, the fact that that uh, the, the players have to show creativity, they have to be flexible. And this teaches these young high school, middle school students to do that. Now, on the other hand, 
Um, look, it's it's not for every single player. The vast, vast majority have incredible success and can't wait to come back and work with the top soccer player. But every once in a while, there is somebody that feels really uncomfortable after their first session and uh, will come up to me and say, you know, I, I don't think it's for me. But it's pretty rare. It really is. I would, Here in Vermont, I would say 99% of our top soccer buddies, you know, sign up for week one and are here through week six and come back year two, three and four. It's a pretty high uh, retention rate. Um, and, and I guess the thing I would tell the folks is, um, twofold. One, it can be so rewarding. Two, it can get them out of their, their comfort zones from um, what they're used to. It'll open their eyes to another area of athlete um, that they don't see. They don't see when they're on their high school, middle school club teams, um, you know, in, you know, on a day to day basis. Um and, and then the last thing I, I would I would tell them is the fact that they they actually will grow with this. And, it, and it's kind of a life experience. Um, I had a dad come up to me one time and tell me about his high school senior son who, after his top soccer year with us, and he had just joined as a senior. Uh, the team had not joined. He had just joined his senior year. And, th- and this dad told me that this 17 year old boy found to- top soccer as a buddy to be a life-changing experience that's pretty powerful you know and and uh um that's that's fun to hear it really is because that means everybody's getting something from it yep i agree it's 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 a wonderful it's a wonderful program i wish that we had uh more programs in our state association here in west virginia i know we've got some here in the various uh metro city areas uh huntington charleston uh morgantown um but if somebody was interested, if somebody listening is a coach of maybe a local club, recreation club, travel club, uh, and they were interested in starting a top soccer program within their community, what is required of starting a program? Well, first and foremost, it's it's interest. That's the most important thing. Um, I look for somebody to champion the top soccer program. That's the person that raises their hand and says, you know, I'm going to make this happen. But before you get to that point, there are people in the st- in each state association and specifically West Virginia, like, like Jude Green, right, who's available to talk to you about what what is a top soccer program, what would in, it entail. And like I mentioned earlier the fact that it's somewhat flexible you know it's it's not the length of a it can be the length of a spring season in west virginia but it doesn't have to be up here in vermont uh, we run our programs anywhere we have three programs in vermont one runs four weeks one runs five and my program runs six weeks um i mentioned jamboree so it you can it can be different lengths um if there's if there's interest there's information that we can provide usually the process um, that we go through, Marcus, is we'll get together with the person who's interested in one or two other people that they think that they want to work with, and we sit down and we walk through with them what's a top soccer program, how do you get organized, what are the steps in, in, um, in making it happen, um, and then support that person in doing that. Before a program begins in the East, though, um, there is training. There's actually a 
coaching certification course that we ask all of our coaches and administrators starting a program to uh, to take. It's a four hour uh, four hour course. Um, actually, maybe a little less than that. And it's an in-person course. And the first, um, you know, three quarters of it is uh, classroom um, education, talking about the different disabilities of players, characteristics of a, of a program, characteristics of a coach, um, communication, some first aid. And then the last portion of it is actually an on-field training session where the participants in the course actually participate in a top soccer program. Some of the, um, and, and that training runs the gamut. Sometimes if there is a local top soccer program, we bring in some players if they're, if they're with buddies. And if that's not available, then the players uh, role, you know, play role models. One is a player, one is a, as a, uh, uh, a top soccer buddy, and then they'll switch roles throughout that training. But we give them on-field experience of examples of, games, activities, um, and situations that may arise with, you know, in the course of running a program with children with disabilities. Ed, before we wrap things up here on the podcast, just want to, uh, if you could give just one piece of advice to somebody that is listening right now to our podcast of why they should start a top soccer program in their area, what would that be? I would say if, if you want to become involved with a program, that you will find probably the most rewarding and enriching experience of your coaching career. Top Soccer is the program for you. Uh, whereas other programs is complaints. There aren't complaints from participants. There aren't complaints from families. There's just gratitude. And as an individual involved with a program like that, seeing every player walk off the field week after week with a smile on their face, um, having high school or college athletes just grinning ear to ear with their participation and just knowing that you've done something really, really positive and makes you feel good. Um, and more importantly, you provided a service for, for some of our athletes who would not be playing our wonderful game if it wasn't for, for that program running right there for those players then Top Soccer is the program for you. And folks can find out more information about Top Soccer through the USU Soccer website at ususoccer.org. Also, you can find out more information on our West Virginia Soccer Association uh, website, wvsoccer.net. Uh, you can find out information there and uh, get more information, some resources and things along that lines. Ed, thank you so much for coming on our program today and talking about this great program, Top Soccer. Well, Marcus, thank you so much for inviting me. I love talking about it, and uh, it really was an enjoyable time. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome, and thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. Now that you've heard our show, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode, so we hope to see you next week. Take care.